0: Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the Game Changer Sports Network. I am your host, William Klisky, and in this episode, we are going to be reviewing TakeOver, the Royal Rumble, Raw, SmackDown, and we're going to talk about Dean Ambrose, Hideo Itami, other superstars who've asked for their release, and what that means for WWE in the future. So, I apologize for this episode being a day late. Yesterday, I didn't have a voice because the Royal Rumble weekend took a whole lot out of me. And I still probably don't sound 100%, but that's okay because we're here and it's only one day late and I apologize. So, I forgot to load this page up. Give me one second. So, the first show we're going to talk about is NXT TakeOver Phoenix. This, to me, was easily the show of the weekend. And the results are as follows. We had... What was the first match on the card again? Oh, okay, We had War Raiders versus Undisputed Era. And we have new tag team champs in the War Raiders. Now... What does this mean for Undisputed Era and who are viable challengers for the War Raiders? Um, I personally think this means that the Undisputed Era are probably going to get one more title opportunity and then maybe get called up to the main roster after WrestleMania. But as regards to um, viable challengers to the War Raiders... I feel like you could potentially see them turn heel after the Undisputed Era are gone and then have them go up against teams like the Street Profits. Uh, I was going to say the Mighty, too, but uh, we all know that Nick Miller isn't with the company anymore. So that really wouldn't work. Um, after that, we had Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ohno, and... It's not really a rubber match; they weren't really one on one, but there was their third match where Matt Riddle was two and zero against him, and he just beat him again. Now, now I think it's time for Matt Riddle to move on from Cassius Cashasono Cassius needs another new shiny toy to try to beat up and eventually job to them. But I feel like Cashasono shouldn't be in NXT much longer. I personally think he should. Leave NXT and join the main roster and go on the road. I think he'd be a great asset to either Raw or SmackDown. And, yeah, I think his time in NXT should be limited from now. And hopefully we see him called up eventually. Alright, so the third match we had on the card was Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. For the NXT North American Championship. Now... This match, to me, was easily the match of the weekend, 100%, no questions asked, where Johnny Gargano, in my opinion, surprisingly, won the NXT North American Championship. Now, I already read some spoilers for NXT tapings that just happened, but it looked like they taped a double finish, so we don't know if Gargano is still champion or not going into the following takeover (coughs) now I think Ricochet will get called up after the takeover mania weekend possibly part of the draft because I don't see him just being in NXT that much longer Because I think he's done what he could. Maybe he'll be the next challenger for Tommaso Ciampa for Mania Weekend. Lose and then potentially get called up. Now, Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler. Um, I heard what Sam Roberts had to say on the pre-show about Belair and I (laughs) disagreed with everything he said about it. I definitely believe she was takeover ready. She just wasn't ready for Shayna Baszler. And the two fourths of the four horsewomen of the MMA world before coming to WWE because we know we're not talking about Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha, but I see bright things coming for Bianca Belair in the future, and I see nothing but dominance coming from Shayna Baszler in the future, so whether or not Bianca Belair will eventually capture that NXT women's gold, I don't know, but once she gets called up to the main roster, I think she'll do great. Then we had Champa versus Black. Now, I really enjoyed this match and the story they told with Black's leg throughout the match and how he wasn't able to hit a lot of his moves and his kicks and how Ciampa just took advantage at every turn. And, obviously, the greatest sports entertainer of all time retained his title, which I really enjoyed watching live. And I hope his reign never ends. To be honest with you, now, like I said before, Ricochet will probably be a viable competitor to him next, and after that, I honestly don't know who else could be in line for an NXT title shot. Maybe Matt Riddle eventually. I think that'd be an interesting match: Tommaso Ciampa versus Matt Riddle. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the future holds with that, but. That's really all he got to say about NXT and Takeover, so let's move on to the Royal Rumble matches. Paper. <laughs> Whoops, is messed up a little bit, but that's okay. So we're gonna start with the pre-show matches. We had Bobby Roode and Chad Gable de- defeating Scott Dawson and Razar Now. If Dawson and Rezar won, both The Revival and AOP would have received raw tag team title matches, which, I don't know, it's just so weird to me. Why not just give The Revival a title shot, or AOP? Why? That's such an odd pairing. But so is Rune and Gable, so... It, it was just an odd match overall. I was honestly getting a drink the whole time the match was going on, so I haven't watched it, but... And the whole time I was just assuming it was a triple threat tag for the titles, and apparently that wasn't the case, looking back on it. So that's just a weird match to read about. Uh, moving on, we have Shinsuke defeating Rusev for the United States Championship, which Shinsuke lost on SmackDown, and then Rusev couldn't regain on SmackDown as well, to our truth which we'll get there. So, I like how this match ended, where Rusev knocked Lana off the apron after Shinsuke moved. And Lana hurt her ankle, her foot. It was one of the two. And then how that played on later on into the night. We'll get there. And, yeah, Shinsuke walked away as the new United States champion. The third and final pre-show match, we had a fatal four-way match for the Cruiserweight Championship. We had Buddy Murphy defeating Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto. Now, Buddy Murphy is the greatest cruiserweight of all time. I really hope he doesn't get stuck in the cruiserweight division permanently. And whoever eventually takes his title, maybe it's Inari Adavari. Maybe it is eventually Akira Tozawa or Kalisto. But I think Buddy Murphy needs to either be on Raw or SmackDown by this time next year. I think he's still the best-kept secret on 205 Live now. And once he's on Raw SmackDown, I can easily see him being a U.S. and IC title champ and maybe eventually a WWE champ on SmackDown because we all know how Vince likes his guys on Raw. And Buddy Murphy, unfortunately, does not fit the mold. But, however, a story coming from here would be a, t- a Hideo Itami asking and reportedly being granted his release from WWE, which was kind of shocking. He had his last match on 205 Live two days later, but he has officially changed his name on Twitter and Instagram back to Kenta, and everyone thinks that everyone who's asking for their releases from WWE or supposedly asking for their releases from WWE um, are going to go to AEW right seems to be popular with the revival mike and maria Canellas, etc but i personally think Hideo is just gonna wind out his career back in japan he's gonna be a big star back over there again and then when he's done and time to retire i think he's just going to retire and he's gonna ride off into the sunset finishing off his career in japan let me check real quick. He is 37. So I don't know how long he's going to be wrestling for, but he's probably just going to go to Pro Wrestling Noah, and I'll probably ch- try to keep up with his stuff. And, yeah, that's it for the pre-show. Buddy Murphy retains. So we opened the show hot with Asuka versus Becky Lynch where Asuka surprisingly defeated Becky Lynch via submission. No interference by Ronda. No interference by Charlotte. And that's completely shocking because I had Asuka winning but via a distraction and a pinfall not having Becky Lynch tap out. Which I don't really know how that makes Becky look but I still think she's the man, and she was just trying to prevent herself from being permanently injured. That's just how I'm gonna look at it, and we'll move on. Uh, the second match on the show, we had the Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, and I was listening to uh, Wrestle Culture or What well, Culture Wrestling. I forget what the podcast name is, but they were talking about this match and kind of makes sense how the bar has seemed to lose their titles to teams they can't prepare for. For example, Miz and Shane, Rollins and Jordan, and then like Braun Strowman and Nicholas because how the hell are you going to prepare for that? But yeah, the Miz and Shane won. The Miz's dad is proud of them now and I honestly don't know where they're going with the story. I don't know if they're going to have a blow-off match at Mania or if the rivalry is going to start after Mania for Miz and Shane. But I don't see them being tag team champs for more than two months tops. <coughs> oh, Sorry about that. All right, the third match was Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. And this match was probably the match of the show where Ronda Rousey defeated Sasha Banks to retain her Raw Women's Championship. And I thought it was a really good match. We all knew Sasha was not going to win, but the amount of false finishes that gave us all hope that Sasha could have put Ronda Rousey away made it very entertaining and made us or at least me, think that Sasha could actually win the title and end Ronda Rousey's one-on-one undefeated streak. Um, after that, we had the Women's Royal Rumble match. Now, we had a continuous story um, from the pre-show with Lana's injury when she came out at number 28. Now, I like this because it kind of shows that The pre-show is a show that should be watched in order to know everything that's going on and maybe not fully do recaps of everything from the pre-show like right beforehand because if they didn't do a recap and Lana came out injured, people would be probably questioning how she got injured and they could probably talk about it on the pre-show or almost fell off my chair. Uh, they could probably talk about how it happened on the pre-show and commentary as she's coming out, but then people would have to go back and watch and see how it happened, which ultimately I think would get more eyes on the pre-show and eventually make the pre-show, uh, what's the word phrase I'm looking for, Uh can't-miss part of the show. So Carmella comes out at number 30, Lana's still down, and then Becky comes out And Fit Finley, after a while, gives her permission to enter the Rumble in Lana's 28th spot. And she won by last eliminating Charlotte Flair. Which, I'm glad they didn't do a double finish. We don't need a triple threat match at WrestleMania. We need Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. One-on-one, WrestleMania. End of story. That's it. That's the main event. Don't add anything to it. Don't add a stipulation to it. Just one-on-one, raw women's title. Everything will be good. So I think instead of doing a triple threat, we could put Charlotte and have Charlotte versus Asuka 2 at WrestleMania. And then have Charlotte lose. She doesn't need the title again. She's been on the main roster, what, four and a half years now? And she's already tied Trish Stratus for the most title reigns. Give her a little bit of time before she at least breaks the record. And, like She's overpushed. That's just my opinion. I'm going to stop ranting about Charlotte now. I'm going to move on to Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. In a match that live I couldn't really focus for because I tired myself out completely from the Women's Royal Rumble match. You can see my live reactions to the Women's Royal Rumble match on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash William Kliske. K-L-I-S-K-E-Y. But anyways, that video will be going up probably Saturday or Sunday. And I'm going to do a men's one too. So keep an eye out for those. And then, um, yeah, Daniel Bryan versus AJ was a weird one at the end when... Eric Rowan came out, or... Nope, they dropped the Eric, because they like dropping names. It's just Rowan. So Rowan came out, eventually got involved, and then, yeah, Daniel Bryan retained his WWE Championship and AJ Styles. And we'll talk about where that leads to when we go over SmackDown. So, the second-to-last match we had on the show was Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Now, man... Brock Lesnar really loves <laughs> fighting these smaller guys, so why do you keep giving up Braun Strowman? Brock vs. Finn was so good in my opinion, and I loved how Finn attacked his diverticulitis, one-third of his colon removed in real life, so that's a genuine weakness on the Beast, so why not attack it? Now, when um, Balor hit the coup de grace on Brock, I honestly thought that match was over. But the quick transition into the Kimura sealed the deal for Brock, and he retained his Universal Championship. And at WrestleMania, we'll be fighting the man who won the men's Royal Rumble match and Seth Rollins, who won by last eliminating Braun Strowman. Now, this was the obvious answer for who was going to win this match, and probably most people's pick, just based on everything that's going on and how they eventually want Seth to slay the beast at WrestleMania when I feel like you had a lot better options. Uh Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it. But for the both of the Royal Rumble matches, I liked how they brought up more NXT guys instead of calling back legends. I think it's a good way to showcase new talent that'll be on the main roster eventually. And kind of just give them a glimpse into the, what the future looks like for WWE. So, uh, anything else important uh, for the Women's Rumble? There was Lacey Evans who's getting called up, and then for NXT we had Zaylee, Kyrie Saint, Candice LeRae, Casey Catanzaro, Io Shirai, and Rhea Ripley. And just a great group of girls right there. The future looks so bright for the women's division. Who eliminated the most people in the women's match? Let's see. Um... Uh quick glance it looks like it's Charlotte, unfortunately. God damn it. Looks like she eliminated five. She eliminated Carmela, Bailey, Zilee, Tamina, and Lacey Evans. So yeah. Charlotte Fire looks like eliminated the most people. Wait. Oh, there's the numbers here. Yep, Charlotte Flair eliminated five. That's the most. A bunch of people had three. Like, um, who had three? Ruby Riot, Rhea Ripley, Bailey, and Nia Jax. And then on the men's side, who had the most eliminations? That would have been Braun Strowman with five as well. Where McIntyre came close with four. And then Rollins, Samoa Joe... Both had three. So, and for the Men's Rumble, we had Gargano, Pete Dunne, and Aleister Black. And we also had Sheldon Benjamin appear on our TV again. So that was nice. That was nice. Good to know he's still with the company. (laughs) Oh, almost forgot about this. So we had Nia Jax entering the Men's Royal Rumble match. And I loved it. I hate Nia Jax with a passion, but I love this integration of women into the men's rumble because I don't they went full straight intergender because Nia Jax got super kicked by Ziggler, six one nine by Rey Mysterio into an RKO by Randy Orton. And ended up being eliminated by Rey Mysterio in the match. So I think The future is going to look great for WWE if they can correctly incorporate intergender wrestling. Just don't have, like, Braun Strowman face freaking Alexa Bliss. Because if we all know Alexa Bliss wins, then I don't know what to believe with anything anymore. But that's it for the Royal Rumble. Let's go on to Raw. Now for Raw. We had Seth Rollins opening the show, pointing to the WrestleMania sign like he said he wouldn't, but he did it anyways. And then Triple H came out and said, like, yo, you got to make your pick tonight. Which I don't fully understand why he had to. Because in Royal Rumble's past, they pretty much waited until the end of the last pay-per-view before Mania to make their pick. Because... Okay, we all know Brock's going to be a universal champ because he defends his title twice a year, for real. But there's still two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. Are they basically just confirming Daniel Bryan's still going to be champion until then? He has to go through the elimination chamber, which we'll get to when we talk about SmackDown. But basically, the way they told this story, I think they basically just confirmed Daniel Bryan's going to WrestleMania as the WWE champion. With his new hemp belt. I'll get to that as well. But, <laughs> yeah. I think it was dumb how they had Seth Rollins pick his opponent right now. But, um, it is what it is. Then Dean Ambrose came out. Interrupted the two. Wanting the match with Seth. And Tripps said, like, nah. Went to leave. Dean Ambrose stopped. Was like, oh, you gotta ask your stepfather. Not your stepfather. Your father-in-law. For permission to set, make this match. And then... Goes the commercial. And then the match starts. Rollins won with a curb stop. Ambrose grabbed a mic and started talking. And I believe what he said was... When I first signed with WWE. Which kind of... Relates to... The story that dropped... After... that, After Raw. In which... WWE announced... Dean Ambrose will not be renewing his WWE contract when it expires in April. So, the official statement WWE put out is as follows. Dean Ambrose, Jonathan Good, will not be renewing his contract with WWE when it expires in April. We are grateful and appreciative of all that Dean has given to WWE and our fans. We wish him well and hope that one day Dean will return to WWE. Now, this is really kind of weird when you really think about it because WWE doesn't normally post these types of articles on their site they usually announce when people are released and they wish him luck in their future endeavors and they don't usually hope that he will return to WWE one day so I don't know fully if this is a work or not but I don't know. But going back to Raw, I liked his interaction with Nia Jax. And I think it would be cool if they set up a Nia Jax versus Dean Ambrose match at WrestleMania. Kind of tie the whole intergender wrestling thing together. And. Sorry, Casey Kanzara just tweeted at me. I'll look at that later. But, um,. Yeah, I hope we get uh, Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax at Wrestlemania. Kind of set the f- bar for intergender wrestling before Dean Ambrose goes on his way, potentially. Because who really knows in this world of wrestling what's real and what's not, even when WWE announces it. But anyways, uh, Dean Ambrose finally gets out and we have a Women's Tag Team Championship qualifying match. For Nia Jax and Tamina versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. And not going to lie, it sucks we won't see Bliss in the chamber again. But it is so great to see Alexa Bliss back in the ring. So great. She's amazing. She's the best. Better than Charlotte. Better than everybody. Uh, only. um, I don't know if she's better than Becky, to be honest with you. Becky's get, getting really close to being number one, but... Bliss will always have a special place in my heart. But, yeah, Jax dropped them both with a double Simone drop and pinned them. And then we had Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. And Corbin won with a deep six. And then after he hit him with the end days. And I guess this was just a match for Raw. I don't know how this continues at all. Maybe Kurt Angle... We'll do the opposite of Ric Flair, where he loses a bunch and then has one final hoorah at WrestleMania against two. I don't know, but we'll see. And then Finn Balor comes down to the ring, acknowledges he took a beating from Brock and David couldn't beat the couldn't David couldn't beat Goliath, and then um, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush came out and. Apparently, Lashley's bigger, stronger, faster than Brock, and Balor would have no chance against him, and so Lashley attacked Balor, laying him out with a handful of chokeslams. Now, I was at Access during Royal Rumble weekend, and I had met Leo Rush. Great guy, but I can confirm, but we will see Bobby Lashley doing backflips in the future because... Asked Leo Rush to teach him, and he said they're working on it. So <laughs> that's probably never going to happen. But I just thought that was a funny little anecdotal story outside the box. Oh, okay, anyways, we have the revival defeating Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So this is definitely going to be the feud where Kurt Hawkins ends his undefeated streak. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling, just the way. They've been treating the revival. I just have a feeling that Kurt Hawkins is going to pin him one time for a three count. And it's like, oh, 0-258 is over. Just like that. So we have another Elias segment with Jeff Jarrett. And then Road Dogg came out, and they sang With My Baby Tonight. And then Elias smashed it, both of them in the back with a guitar. That's all I need to hear. Now, a vignette played after of Mojo Raleigh saying he's the greatest combination of everything and yelled at him himself in the mirror because no one knows who he is because of himself. Eventually we will know who he is. I like this character change of Mojo. Just, it doesn't fit his name Mojo, if you know what I mean. It's just kind of weird You'll be introduced, come down all mean and tough like, and then be like Mojo Raleigh. It's just like, um, uh, it's just a little, little weird to me. Uh, that was a little side note, but yeah. I hope Mojo can do very well for himself. Maybe he'll eventually get moved to SmackDown or hold the Intercontinental title in Raw. But if he gets moved to SmackDown, hold the U.S. title currently held, I'll we'll get to it. And then we had another Women's Tag Team Championship qualifying match. We had uh, Riot Squad members Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan defeating Natalia and Dana Brooke, which is such an odd pairing. Like, why do we even need qualifying matches? There's not even enough tag teams because Mandy Rose and Sonya Village is like, oh, we're in it. And then they're like, boop, problem solved. We're in it. <laughs> just like, why can't the Riot Squad just be in it? Why can't Nia Jackson and Tamina just be in it? Why can't Sasha and Bailey just be in it? We all know the Iconics are gonna be in it. I don't even know if third team on SmackDown to be in it. It's gonna be like Naomi and Oscar or something. Even though Oscar's SmackDown Women's Champion, I don't Ooh. know. Ugh. It's not, maybe pick a team from NXT. Who's what? What what team? And Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. That'll be the sixth team. I have three teams from Raw, two teams from SmackDown, and one team from NXT. Why not? That's all you really have. Why not? It's WWE. Do whatever the hell you want. Just just do it. And then we had uh, the Raw Women's Championship match between Ronda Rousey and Bayley. It was an open challenge, baby. Bayley can't... Blah, blah, blah. It was an open challenge, and Bailey came out to accept the challenge. Great match, with great girls, and Ronda won in an armbar. And then you hear, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, my voice is gone. But anyways, Becky Lynch came out and the crowd goes insane for Becky. She goes they go insane for the man. And we all knew what was coming. She came out and she challenged Ronnie to a WrestleMania match for the raw women's title. Cause she didn't have to wait to make her decision. Like go to old Seth over here. She knew who she wanted. She knew who she wanted right away. And it's Ronnie. Good old Ronnie Rousey. Now, if this match is not the main event of WrestleMania, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think we'll ever have a women's main event. If <laughs> this isn't it. This is the one to have it as. And they just released a new Becky Lynch t-shirt that says WrestleMania. They, when they emphasize the man for WrestleMania. Looks great. I'll probably purchase it at some point in time. And then... Yeah. Then we had Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre, where Braun Strowman went over. And yeah, it was a match. I still see big things for Drew McIntyre. I don't know what they're doing with Braun Strowman anymore. He's kind of just falling down. He's going to be the next big show. It's going to be. Turning heel and face 40 times in 10 years. I don't know. And then we had Seth Rollins getting ready to make up his decision. For who he was going to face at WrestleMania. And we didn't even see Daniel Bryan come out. Because Brock Lesnar came out and hit him with six F5s. Six F5s. That match is set. That's all I gotta say? That's all I gotta say. For Raw. Moving on to Smackdown. Alright. On Smackdown... Oh, jeez, my voice sounds so bad right there for a second. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. On Smackdown... We had a United States Championship match where R-Truth won the title against Shinsuke Nakamura because Truth was given a U.S. title shot because of what happened to him at the Royal Rumble. So I think we should be expecting a Curtis Axel mid-card title shot soon from his attack years ago. Still never eliminated. Hashtag never forget. But... The end of this match was a little funky because it looked like um, Nakamura was supposed to kick out, but the ref counted to three anyways. But based on what happened, I guess that was the way it was supposed to happen because Rusev came out and basically challenged him to a match. And it was a little back and forth, and R2 handed his title to the ref. So we had a second United States Championship match where R-Truth retained his United States Championship against Rusev. He won with a roll-up, and then Nakamura and Rusev teamed up to beat down Truth, which was very mean. Truth is an old man. Truth is like 47 years old, I think. Could be 46. Let's check. Quick fact check. Live on the show. R-Truth is 47. He just turned 47 like 12 days ago. 12, 13 days ago. January 19th, 1972. It's our truths birthday. In case you were wondering, now you know. I right, back, <laughs> back to SmackDown. We were supposed to have Rey Mysterio versus Mojo. But Zelina Vega interrupted and distracted him, allowing Andrade to jump him and beat him down. And then Andrade hit him with Eddie Guerrero's Three Amigos. Not much more to... um. Go from there. And then um, we had Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in a backstage segment. Um, Upset at what happened to Truth, they challenged Rusev and Nakamura to a match. It'll probably happen next week. They'll probably lose. We'll have a triple threat match for the United States title at Elimination Chamber. Our Truth versus Rusev versus Nakamura. Lana and Carmella banned from ringside. I don't know. See what happens in the next couple weeks, and then we had the Shane McMahon and the not first Miss and the Miss tag team celebration. Now, this is a very small celebration, no balloons, no cakes, no presents, no anything, except the Mrs. dad who told him, "I love you, and I'm proud of you." And then, ah, very sweet moment between the two. And then, yeah. Then we had Mandy Rose talk about why she hates Naomi, which dates back to 2015 during Tough Enough, when Naomi once called her weak. That's it. Weak. Because apparently, that got in her head so much, it ruined her current relationship. With this unknown guy, so Naomi, quote unquote, ruined her relationship. So Nate, so Mandy Rose went to ruin Naomi's relationship. I mean, okay, I guess okay, okay, yeah. Um, and then we had a fatal four-way tag match between the Usos, Heavy Machinery, the Bar, and the New Day. Which, elimination style, Usos won overall, where machine Heavy bleh. heavy Machinery eliminated New Day. Sheamus eliminated Heavy Machinery. And Uso hit a splash on Cesaro and pinned him to win. So, Usos will face Shane and Miz for the SmackDown Tag Team titles at the Elimination Chamber. And Usos are probably going to win. Started the downfall for Shane and Miz. And they will probably just have a match at WrestleMania. Unfortunately, I still want to see Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. But we'll see what happens. And then Daniel Bryan introduced a new WWE Championship, speaking of which. Which is 100% sustainable hemp. And... He ended up being interrupted by AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Mustafa Ali, and Samoa Joe. And then, oh man, Samoa Joe on the mic. He's just so freaking good. He's so freaking good. Uh, Just everything he said to everybody. It's like, when I defang the Viper, it won't be out of nowhere. Goes to Jeff Hardy. Hard tells him to shut up, basically. Hardy's like, Why don't you pretend this is an AA meeting and tell and shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And then Mustafa Ali, you say my eyes don't lie? Well, your eyes don't lie either because your eyes were closed shut last week when I put your ass to sleep. And then just goes up to AJ, asks how Wendy's doing. Very simple, simple as question. How's Wendy? How's our old girl, Wendy? And. AJ, rude, just doesn't even answer the question. Just assaults a man for asking how his wife is. That doesn't seem that bad to me. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> No. Brawl fights out. Everybody's down. Daniel Bryan says none of them are going to get a title match. And then Triple H says you're all getting a title match inside the elimination chamber. So, yeah. We have Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus... Jeff Hardy versus Mustafa Ali versus Randy Orton inside the Elimination Chamber for the new 100% sustainable help hemp belt. And now, we all know Jeff Hardy's going to win it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, oh, that was bad. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> uh, that's it for SmackDown. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about Dean Ambrose a little bit more on his contract situation. I already talked about Hideo Itami. But um, for Dean Ambrose not re-signing with WWE, I don't see him going to AEW. I don't really see him going to, like, Impact. I don't know. Maybe he'll do what Juice Robinson did and go to New Japan, maybe Ring of Honor. I don't know. This is really tough maybe it's just to build a story where he's the new cm punk he's like won't resign get more stuff yada yada um he's not cm punk nobody's cm punk if that's the story they're trying to tell i don't know why but if it is then yeah that's it and i don't really have any more to add to the subject so i really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast if you did please rate and subscribe. And if you can, check out the Game Changer Sports Network on Facebook at the Game Changer Sports Network. And check out the website, networkcom for all your sports needs. Whether it's wrestling, boxing, or any other sport, basketball, football, baseball, hockey. Pretty much everything is on that site. A little bit of everything. It's I love how it has wrestling and now I'm a part of it. So yeah, check them out. Great site. Great people. Great articles. And then follow me on Twitter and Instagram at William Kliske. K L I S K E Y. And then follow the show on Twitter at C S T C pod. And then I'll eventually have an Instagram account for this account for this podcast. And when I do I'll have the have it put in the description of this episode. So, just remember, the card is always subject to change.